Hello, friends. Welcome to the Julie Story Podcast, the podcast for those of us in journey. Of course, it's me. It's going to be comedic. Of course, it's going to be ridiculous. Of course, there's going to be storytelling and all that fun stuff. But I wanted to jump into the first episode of the new podcast with a little bit of intro into me, where this podcast has been. If you are a listener in 2019, thank you so much. I took a little hot minute break. Didn't we all just take a hot minute break from everything as we entered into 2020? Anyway, um, so this is my episode where I'm going to tell you a lot about me and this feels like very different from how I thought that I'd be opening this podcast, but with so many new friends from TikTok coming over and hanging out, I realized that a lot of you only know me through my skits and my characters and you don't actually know me through who I am or like what my personality is at all, except for the bits of me that you see in each one of my characters, um, Hello, printer. Anyway, um, so this podcast is going to be for anyone who just needs like someone to relate to, someone that they feel like is a friend of theirs, and for someone that just wants comedic relief from life. I mean, that's literally what why I make content. That's that's what I'm about. Is just I want to give people an escape because let me tell you something right now. Um, my last podcast that I did in 2019 was some of the hardest few years prior, like 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Oh, the the drama, the tea that I have behind the scenes that I'm like, do I ever spill this tea publicly? Like there is so much. So I always used to call that time, um, the time of like the rain and the drowning. Okay. Like it was so much for me. So I started a podcast back then because I was surrounded by all these people that were showing up as perfect as their lives were putting together. I even knew some people personally, um, you know who you are, who would show up in a way that made it seem like their life was together. And then oopsie found out a few years later, that wasn't the truth. So we are, we're here about truth. We are here to keep it real, to keep it light. One of the things that you'll know about my podcast is that I really try not to edit. Like, I just want this to be as real and raw as possible. When I was doing podcasts before I would even get like, my doorbell would ring. My dogs are fidgeting, like whatever it is. Like, I just want to like record we're talking we're hanging out together and then done it's getting it's getting out to you as soon as possible so to fill you in on some of the details so i did the podcast as a way to uh, breathe through the drama that was mine right now i'm living for the drama that isn't mine okay aren't we all when we're on tiktok and we're like please (laughs) that's the i need you to tell me the whole story of every single dramatic thing that just happened to you in your life i need the pilot i need second episode season four like and then when the finale comes around and somebody breaks up with you or he was cheating on her and didn't realize it i need you to give me the whole story i i cannot with y'all sharing half stories so even though i'm gonna do a little half sees on my stories a smidge um just because i want to protect the identity of the villains (laughs) which at this point sometimes i'm like do i protect their energy anymore like do i protect them anymore like if you didn't want people to talk about it you should not have done wrong but anyway we're gonna keep it positive we're gonna be like kindness and positive but i feel like speaking of villains um i feel like some of these villains that get such a bad rap in like the storytelling they are the ones that actually are just showing up that with the most truth aren't they because like ursula she was like bestie um don't you just want to go get your man i can help you I can help you accomplish that task real quick. It'll be easy. You could even read the contract that you're about to sign. And Ariel's like, um, actually, 
I'm not even going to read anything. I'm just going to sign it. Is that Ursula's fault? I don't think so. So anyway, back to the villains of my story. There's a lot of them. Um, there's a lot of them. And again, we're going to protect uh, the identities of <laughs> some of them. <laughs> anyway, okay, so I did the podcast. Um, and that was a way for me to like heal and grow and like process the immense amount of crazy that I was going through. Like, oh my God. It was the worst times of my life and I was just looking for anywhere, any person around that could give me some semblance of like, you are not alone. And that is why I started the podcast. I'm like, I want to have people have a conversation with me of not showing up perfect, not having it all together, not having our lives look like these picture perfect things that we see on social media, but like, give me the story in journey. Give me the story before it has the picture perfect like bow on top with like the Tiffany's box. Like I want to know what it was like in the trenches of the struggle. And so that was my podcast before. And I feel like I'm just going to continue on that uh, vibe here of we're just going to keep it real. Like what I'm going through and what I'm able to share you got access to it because I'm so tired of feeling like I am the only one. I'm so tired of feeling like I'm the only one whose lashes lift on the corners. I know that that's not the truth, but you just never see lifting lashes. Do you know? You always see put together lashes and lashes are so hard to put on. First of all, my eyes water also when I'm having a great time and when I'm really excited. So my eyes are already watering. My lashes are already lifting. And that is the truth. Like we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep the truth, the truth, um, with kindness and love, of course. Okay. So before I was doing the podcast, um, I actually have always been an entrepreneur. So now we're going to the backstory of Juju B. Okay. Julie story backstory. Okay. So going back to 1987, just kidding. I, um, have always been an entrepreneur. The first time that I started a business was when I was 10 years old. My grandmother is a an artist. She's a decorative artist and she would do craft shows growing up. So I got introduced to the fact that like you can make things and it could be a store at 10. And I was like, this is amazing. Are you kidding me right now? My grandmother would put on these craft shows. And last year I actually helped her do four different craft shows. And I met one of you guys, one of my fans at the craft show. She was so sweet. She came up to me. She's like, oh my gosh, like I, um, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but you look like this girl on TikTok." And I was like, oh, that's me. And she was like, oh my gosh. She came around my grandmother's table and gave me a hug. Anyway, so my grandmother was a decorative artist. And so she would sell these things and I'm 10 years old and I'm watching my grandmother, like just come home with obnoxious amounts of like cash. And as a 10 year old, I'm like, this is brilliant. And then my grandma would always buy us pizza and we'd like count her money of the, the things that she sold and she's so talented. So I am like fifth generation artist. So I decided back in the day when Beanie Babies were like a craze. So that was when the Beanie Babies were happening. I was a Beanie Baby collector. Don't come for me. I had them all. I had the cases. Like I had the protectors and the hearts. I had, I was, I was showing up. Okay. With my Beanie Baby collection. So I decided during that time I was going to knit hats and scarves for these Beanie Babies and sell them. So this is the, this is the origin story of how I got to right here, right now. Okay. Just come along with me 
Grab yourself some popcorn, get yourself some tea, because we're about to go through it. So at 10 years old, I made $500 in a summer selling these Beanie Baby hats and scarves. And at that point, I was sold on being an entrepreneur. I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is it. So I actually went to school for graphic design because my plan was to become a mom, to do graphic design from home if I need to support my family in any way. So I actually started college when I was 14. I know. This always, this moment always is the jaw-dropping jaw moment that people don't like understand how this is even possible. But I started college when I was 14 because I was homeschooled, which is a whole other, it's a whole other podcast. I feel like the homeschool episode is, it could be multiple podcasts. It is, it's, it's something. Um, it, 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 <laughs> I, I, we're going to pause. We're, we're not going to go into it right now, but just, oh, homeschooling. Anyway, um, we, I did dual enrollment. So in Florida, which is where I live, you can be homeschooled, but start college classes early. So that's what I did. So I started college at 14 and I knew that I wanted to go into art because I'm an artist and I knew I wanted to go in graphic design because I could work, work from home. Fast forward, I got married really young, I had two kids, and I ended up getting a divorce by the time I was 23, so I became a single mother with two very young children. So I knew that I wanted to spend more time with my kids and not have to drop them off at daycare, crying every day, I started a job that I hated. We're just gonna, we're gonna like rush through some of these details unless you want me to circle back around, okay? So I ended up starting my own business from my parents' back bedroom. I was living with my parents, I was a single parent of two, very young children, and I started my own business doing website design and branding and marketing for photographers. So that is what I did for 10 years. I ran my own company. I helped hundreds of photographers build their brands, everything from logos to marketing materials to helping them with their brand experience. And during that time, I became absolutely obsessed with brands. Like I love branding. I love the psychology of communication. I love all that stuff. You're probably thinking right now, like, girl, how do we get from branding to like you making fun of printers? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I promise. We, this, you'll learn this about this podcast. We will get there. We will go on so many side quests before we get back to the main quest story. But that's why it's fun. And that's why it's light. And that's why it's going to entertain you because I will not drag on. Okay. So just buckle up, bestie. So we, I started my own company. Um, I ended up moving out of my parents' house, got my own place, built it amazing, worked with amazing clients, internationally recognized award-winning photographers all over the world. So I was working with international clients as well. My clients were amazing. And I did that for about 10 years. During that time, I met my husband now, who is literally amazing. Like, I cannot tell you enough how incredible my husband is. Like, that whole story is another podcast. I'm sure we will land on that because it is one of those, like, romantic like just amazing stories that you fall in love with because it gives you like hope and all the vibes so I met my now husband he is amazing he's so supportive of me he is absolutely obsessed with our children like he is the best man ever so I got remarried and after a few years after I got remarried I was just feeling really like disconnected from myself because of everything that was going on in our life personally, not between like our marriage, okay? Because I know y'all gotta come for it. Oh, I knew it, I knew it. it couldn't be that good. 
Anyway, so in 2016, so we got married in 2015 and in 2016, our life, like personally, the people around us, it started unraveling. Like imagine like the most glorious tapestry ever. And you're just like, it's on the wall. And you're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. This could not get any better. And then just imagine it being shredded by dinosaurs. And then the dinosaurs explode from meteors. And then the meteors explode into catastrophic events of life. Okay, that dramatic, dramatic, dramatic uh experience that we went through i i'm still not recovered i'm still not recovered like the amount of therapy that i've had to go through oh anyway so the tapestry um exploded the rain started falling in 2016 and it was just it was oh anyway it was hard um very hard very difficult time so during that time i completely lost myself like i I was so lost and I don't know if you've ever felt this way before, but I was so incredibly lost that I didn't even know what I liked anymore. Like I remember sitting at my kitchen table and thinking, do I can't even write down one thing that I even know that I like. And one day I was able to wake up and write down, I like pizza and puppies. Like that is how lost I was. It was just this situation gutted me from the inside out and just put me through a meat grinder and just, it was, it was awful. And it went on for four years. It went on for four years of this and I couldn't talk about it. I still can't talk about it. Um, I would love to, but I still can't. So I just struggled by myself with my husband being my sport. Oh my gosh. And in the middle of all that, if you think that wasn't bad enough. Okay, so imagine the tapestry moment shredded, the dinosaurs explosion. Okay, that's one That's one situation during that time. The other situation that was going on during that time was the entire group of people that were our friends. Like, I want you to imagine the most ride or die people that you have ever met in your life. I want you to imagine the people that you're like, these people are gonna do the biggest moments with me. They're gonna, like, they are gonna have my back. And I want you to imagine a group of those 20 people literally ghosting all the same time (laughs) all the same time and that was in the middle of the tapestry dumpster fire okay so that was happening so we had our we lost our entire support group and um (laughs) we're in a dumpster fire so we no support group in a dumpster fire so I decided to um reach out to um get help because I felt like I needed to hire someone to like helped me move through this. So I had my therapist and then I reached out to someone that was, that helped me reconnect to myself more so in my career and what I had built. Because at that point I quit everything. I took a business that I had been building for 10 years and literally woke up one day and went done. Can't do it. I absolutely have to quit. I cannot do this anymore. I got so lost in everything and I was really unhappy doing the work that used to make me happy and I stayed too long. Like that's the lesson that's the lesson that I learned. I stayed too long um because I had spent so much time building. And I feel like I'm not alone in this. I know some of y'all out there right now that are like I stayed too long in that relationship. I stayed too long in that job. I stayed too long in that P- PPA meeting or whatever, parent teacher meeting that I should have just been like bestie. You don't know what's right from whatever. Um, I know that's dramatic, but anyway, some of us stay too long. I stay too long. Oh, 
I stayed too long at that job. Um, I should have stopped when I began to feel the feelings, but at that time I was not connected to my body at all. I was very much just uh, used to hustling and being a type A entrepreneur that like has to make it happen and like all these different things. And I got so disconnected from everything, my body, my soul, everything. So I decided that I was going to do something different. One of the things that I started doing was I started listening to Gary Vee and Gary Vee's like, your number one needs to be self-awareness. So I started getting tools and helping myself get reconnected to myself through self-awareness. And then I also started asking myself every day, how do I want to play? And that became my word for a very long time. And that is where TikTok comes into this equation. So for those of you who don't know, I am a full-time content creator on TikTok is my main social media. And I um, just started on that app as a way to play and a way to reconnect to myself. That's all it was for me. There was this secret desire that I had in the back of my mind for a very long time because I loved branding and because I loved fashion and makeup and hair and all that kind of stuff that I would have, I really wanted to work with brands and talk about products that I already was loving and built a, build a, um, career out of that. But at the time that was just not even something that I even thought was possible for me at all. Like I, I really felt like for a very long time that I did not fit the beauty standard that was required in order to be what like what content creators were especially on Instagram so I felt like I wasn't enough or that I didn't look the right part or I didn't have the right aesthetic to be able to succeed doing that and even though I really wanted to I just felt like I'm never gonna get there I'm definitely not the body type that these influencers are. I don't have, you know, the right personality, whatever it is. Like I just had all of these mental blocks that were like, this is not possible. And I think I had those mental blocks too, because I had been building on Instagram for years. I had been on Instagram for seven years and I was posting content like what I post now on TikTok on Instagram. And Instagram was like, girl, can you not like, can you just go somewhere? Cause you, you're not it. So I was like, Oh, okay. I'm not it. And I would just, I would still post it, but the, I wasn't building enough that brands even cared or that whatever. So in the process of trying to reconnect to myself, I decided I was going to play, wake up every day and ask my soul, how do you want to play today? And whatever that answer was, I was just going to do it. Like, I swear to you, this is exactly what I did. And I, and my, I had my husband's full support, so I was no longer bringing in any income. I wasn't working. It was just my focus was to help me be okay. And I'm so grateful. And I just feel so like blessed that I had the support of my husband, that we were able to do that for me because I was <laughs> a hot mess.com. Look up hot mess in the dictionary. I was there, Julie 2017, 2018. So when I started doing that, I started finding myself gravitating to the same things that I always did when I was a kid. I was always making things. I was always DIYing things. I was always doing hair and makeup. Even in the worst days of my life, like I want you to think of crying on the floor to the point that your jaw is aching. Those days, I still did hair and makeup because hair and makeup helped me feel 
expressive and connected to myself and helped me feel myself. Like I, so everything that made me feel happy, I just went back to that. But the difference is I just started documenting it. And that is where TikTok comes in. So I started documenting whatever I was doing that day that was my escape to help me reconnect myself. So I remember my first TikTok video that went viral was actually me making a DIY Christmas ornament for my kids because I love glitter and I was like, oh my gosh, like this would be so cute. Like, let me just DIY this Christmas ornament. And I just shared the process of it. And at that point I had been posting from October to December and I I wasn't really getting any I don't know, views. I wasn't really gaining a following. I just was just trying to help myself be okay and using TikTok as a way to just document me finding myself again. And so I did this video and it went viral. And I remember like watching the numbers. I, my jaw was on the ground. Like I was like refreshing the page as it was going up like thousands of views a second. And I was just like, what is happening right now? I don't like I had never had anybody care that much about something that was like so normal for me to do. Like I've been creating and making stuff my whole life. I never thought anybody would want to join me in that journey of like, oh, what is she doing? What is she making? Oh, I like that. And then this dialogue started happening, people leaving comments. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So I think I that was when I reached 10,000 followers and I. I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I, I still can't believe it. Like, I'm still, I just don't shock. Like, I'm still so, I just, I feel so grateful. And I feel so um, just filled with gratitude for just anybody even wanting to hang out with me at all. Like, I just was never that person. Like, especially not being homeschooled. Are you kidding me? I was homeschooled, started college at 14. I was never the main character. Let me be so clear right now. I was never the main character. I never had the body type. I never, every single guy that I ever liked in my adolescence never liked me back. I was always the girl right before he like got married or something. Like I was never the one. Please understand I was never the one. So the fact that I got 10,000 views on a video, I was like, you have got to be kidding me right now. Like is this, this is, this is, I'm on the dreaming show. This is fake. So the next day I had 10,000 followers. And at that point I had 2000 Instagram followers and I had been trying to build my Instagram for seven years. And in one video, I surpassed Instagram. And I always have this thing about my view of followers and the connection to identity. I, I really believe that like this, this for me is not about followers. This is about relationships with people and the and I really connected those numbers to individuals and I I felt so grateful that even one person would want to hang out with me much less 10,000 like I just could not believe it and I still feel that way now like that's one of the reasons that I really have a high value for commenting back as much as I can because every single one of those people that are reaching out to me or interacting with anything that I make I'm just so filled with gratitude that they're here and that we get to hang out together and that we get to have these conversations and now my fans and I have these um inside jokes and these uh, little things that we do back and forth and we reference other videos to each other. And it's even odd to me to call my followers fans because I just, I feel like I don't deserve to have that. But at the same time, I understand that 
I want to just, just hug every single person that has made me feel so loved and so like encouraged and supported in this journey of making. I just never thought this would be my life. So I was so grateful for that moment. And I just kept going. I was just like, you know what? Let me just keep doing me. Let me just keep doing my thing. And I actually started a a hair series. So I did 12 days of hair. And then I had um, followers reaching out to me and saying, hey, can you do this hairstyle? Or, um, and then I started doing makeup tutorials. So I had all these like interactions with my audience that I really was loving. So I just kept going and I kept exploring myself and kept exploring what does it look like to create today? What is it? What do I feel like going toward today? So there wasn't really a plan. There wasn't really strategy or anything like that. And, um, I ended up doing DIY room makeovers because at the time we're in the middle of 2020. Like I was realizing that I had spent so much of my time building other people's brands that I didn't spend my time building my space. So I started using my skills in my own space and started really challenging myself creatively. Like how can I make over a room, but not spend any money. And those videos at that time did so uh, well, like I remember my daughter's room makeover, which still is my highest video um, to date. It had uh, hundreds of thousands of views in an hour. Like it was, it went so viral that I didn't even know what to do with myself. And I was just so grateful for everyone that was like, yes, like I want to come on this journey with you. And um, I was putting out at the time a lot of DIY content and sprinkling in with comedy content, even though comedy is like my, comedy has been my ride or die bestie. Comedy is what got me through. Comedy was the boat that got me through the tsunamis. Comedy was like my ride or die friend through this whole traumatic retelling of the last few years for me. And I have always gravitated towards it. Like I was always the goofy sidekick. I was always the one, you know, making quick witted jokes and I still do. And my, I make my husband like laugh till he cries many times in a day. Like it's just part of who I am. It's just part of my personality. And I would share that on my TikTok as I was growing, as I was doing DIYs. And the interesting thing was like, I (laughs) don't know, like at the time that I was making those videos, it just wasn't something that my audience was like into. And so I'm really, um, it's really important to me to build something together. Like I don't want to just create things at people. I want to create things with people. And so I would still do my thing, still do whatever I felt, but also I really listened to my audience and created content that we really enjoyed together at the time. And as I started transitioning into doing more comedic videos, I would check in with my audience and like, Hey guys, like, are you cool with, you know, if I'm exploring other parts of my personality and they're like, whatever you do, we love. And I just am so grateful for that, for that. So I have been doing TikTok videos for three years and I've been doing it full time for three years and it has given me so many opportunities to connect with so many different people and really um, just feel so loved and supported by so many different people that I never thought I would ever have the opportunity to even connect with. And it's given me opportunity to connect with different brands and share brands that I really love with you guys and that is really important to me too. So that's a little bit of history and I know you guys don't know all that story because of course TikTok doesn't let me do a 35 minute like 
deep dive into my history, but that's kind of the overview. What you can expect from this podcast going forward, and this is how I did it before, is if there is a story, if there's a dramatic thing that's happening, if there is something in my life that is ridiculous, I am coming right here and I'm sharing it with you, okay? So now that you know the history, let me tell you, get sat down because let me tell you what is going on right now in the Julie story life. And I will tell you this, I make this comment all the time and I feel like at this point, it's just real. It's just real in my life. There has to be a fake producer that is running my life, okay? I've named him. At this point, his name is Dave. So anytime that something goes down in my life that I'm like, how, how is this happening? Like, how is this, this thing, how does it even happen? Like when we uh, flew to Europe, our flight got canceled back home 12 hours before we're supposed to leave. The, the airline didn't call us. We had no idea. We had to scramble in the middle of the night to figure out how we're getting back to the States. And I'm like, Dave, Dave, Dave did this. Dave was not happy with our ratings. The trip went too smoothly. There wasn't enough eyeballs on our episode. So producer Dave has done this. This is, this is producer Dave. So what I'm about to tell you, this has to be producer Dave. There's no way that it's not. There's no way that this is not a fake reality TV show producer in my life, okay? So, um, backstory. I'm about to be the most complicated passport um, retriever uh, that you've ever known in your life right now, okay? This story begins with my passport, okay? I wanted to go on this trip. My friend was getting married in Italy. We're going to go to Europe for the first time. I apply for my passport, no problems, except when we get there, they do the whole thing. I swear to you, these government offices with the hoops that they make you jump through just to like live your life, I cannot with them. I absolutely cannot. I feel like every single one of them gives printer energy. Every single one of these offices gives printer energy. You go there with all your paperwork, it's not enough paperwork. You go there with least amount of paperwork, it's not enough paperwork. You go there with literally truckloads of paperwork, you're missing one form. And if you go on their office right now, because I did, there are probably 150 different forms for the DMV. 150. What, what are 100 different, 150 different ways that people even need things? I don't even understand. How is that even possible? How do, you, how do you have 150 different forms? Who are the people that came up with these 150 forms? And I bet each one of those forms are like 27 pages. At least 27 pages. Anyway. Back to the passport. I go to the passport office and they're like, you have to have all of these things exactly right. Like they, they, they focus on like how the staples are put on the check that's stapling the check to your document. Like, what are you talking about right now? Why do you care about staples? Like it is the craziest thing I have ever experience my life that you, you go there, you, you did all the paperwork, you filled it out with the right color ink. You, you did the picture. You made sure it's like a halfway decent picture, even though you're not happy with your hair, which is my situation. And you're just like, fine, we finally got it. You get there and they're like, it's going to take 757 weeks and you're leaving in like 10 weeks. So of course you have to expedite it. Okay. That's the first thing. They're like, do you want it like in a reasonable time? Or do you want it in the most unreasonable, obnoxiously, far away time you can ever imagine. And of course you want a reasonable time. And their idea of reasonable and your idea of reasonable, completely different things, completely different things. So you're like, okay, fine. I will pay the $17,000 to get this within a reasonable time frame that you're telling me is 10 weeks. What, 10 weeks long? 
What are y'all doing for 10 weeks with my documents? What are you doing? Are you taking them on their own vacation? Like what, what, uh, what could you have planned? You're looking at my birth certificate and my photo. Why does this take you 10 weeks expedited? Anyway, so I bring everything there and I'm like, I want you to staple everything because you said if I staple it wrong, they're not going to accept it. Then they're like looking at my picture and my husband's picture and they're like, oh, your, hun's, your husband, your husband has a little hair that's like sticking out of the frame. I'm, squ- I'm looking at the picture. I'm squinting at it. I'm like, where? I don't see it. Where's the little hair that's out there? And like, no, it's there. It's there. We can see it. We just went back and checked with our manager. They won't accept this. So we have to go home, take a whole other picture. And when you, when I tell you I'm looking at that picture, looking for hair sticking out the frame, I am looking because I am not about to have to go back for a dang picture again. So we go back a second time. I'm like, staple, picture, take it. And they're like, okay, it's going to be 17,000 weeks. And I'm like, no, no, here's my money. Just Get here because I'm leaving. And they're like, okay, fine. So we wait and we wait and we wait. My husband's comes in the mail. And I'm like, oh, cute. Um, Mine doesn't. So I call and I'm like, first of all, getting these people on the phone, what in the sand hollow court is happening with these people? What are they doing? What are are they? They're just all on one hour breaks every five minutes. Like, I don't understand. You cannot get them on the phone. They're like, you can look online at your, I finally get them on the phone. And at this point I'm leaving within 10 days. I'm like, where's my passport? It's not here. And they're like, oh yeah, well we shipped it to you. Should be there. And I'm like, Bessie, it's not here. Who's responsible for getting this here? And they're like, it's not us. We sent it with UPS. Now I want you to know right now, I don't normally talk anything negative about brands. Okay. I love a good brand. I love a brand experience. So my favorite brands, Target, okay? They make you feel like you walked in the store and you're eating a warm chocolate chip cookie, okay? But when you become the villain in my story, it's okay, unless you decide to double down on your villainhood, okay? And once you double down on the villain, we're gonna have a conversation. Cause like the Queen Taylor said, if you don't want people to talk about you and say bad things, don't do bad things, okay? UPS, you had your time. You had it. I gave it to you. I gave it to you privately. I gave it to you. You didn't come through. You did not come through. You lost my passport. Okay? UPS loses my passport. I call them. They're like, it's not my problem. You need to talk to the the passport people. I call passport people. It's not our problem. You need to talk to UPS. They do this to me for three days. Finally, I talk to the passport people. They're like, you're going to have to fly out to a passport place to get your passport reissued to you. Oh, but you can't do that unless you're traveling within five days. And I'm like, I am supposed to be in Paris in seven days. What are you talking about? They're like, no, no, no. We're not even gonna make you an appointment unless it's within five days. And I'm like, you want me to fly to Europe within five days of going to a completely different location to get the passport that you lost. And they're like, we didn't lose it. UPS did. Anyway, so. I book a flight. This is just to get my passport, y'all. After the paperwork, after the picture thing, after I gave them a million, trillion dollars, they still didn't get it to me. So I have to fly out to go get my passport. And when you, when I tell you I'm sitting now, before I get to where I was sitting, of course they don't have any appointments open at my passport near me in Miami. No, no, no. 
There's no openings. You know why? Because it's so full. Because everybody's on a break. So now I have to fly to a different state. I'm sitting in the office. And when I tell you, I was sweating because they told me over and over and over again in the 10 calls that I talked to them about getting this done. They told me over and over and over again, they might not be able to give it to you that day. And I'm like, I will sit in that office until somebody reissues my passport. So I'm sitting there. And I'm waiting because they have my information now. And I'm like, are you even going to give me this passport? Like, I am sweating. I have brought every single document that you can think of that a person has. I probably had a Target receipt in there at some point. I'm not even kidding you. I, I, I know I brought my car title. Tell me why I felt the anxiety that I brought my car title to go get my passport. I'm like, I am in a different state. There's no way for me to get these other documents. And by the way, to get my passport again, I had to go to every single office and get all of my paperwork again, like my birth certificate and all that jazz, because the passport people had it. Okay, I'm building this story to get to this week, all right, because this was last year, okay, this was last year, so I'm sitting in the office, I've given them my car title, I'm like, I will give you a hair sample at this point, I will go to the end of any rainbow and find the leprechaun and bring him here with the pot of gold, I will do anything, I just need you to give me my passport, so I finally walk up, and she's like, okay, here's your passport, and I'm like, what? what like i could not believe what i had in my hand i was like oh my god like i was like shaking i was like i have never been this happy to see a little blue book in my life which brings me to this week because that was last year and last year my husband and i went on a trip but this year i wanted to take our children on a trip i'm leaving in 10 days <laughs> leaving in 10 days with my children to go on this trip. So guess what we did? Months ago, the same passport song and dance, except with two teenagers. I want you to imagine for a second what that experience was like with two teenagers, especially when one of their parents is in another home. Their dad is in another home. We're not together. So now we have the complexity of two different parents, two different homes, all the documents. So I do everything that I can in advance to get every piece of document, every document from every person in their life. I contact their second grade teacher, their freshman teacher. I contact every single person they've ever talked to in their life and get them to sign an official affidavit notarized, okay? That is the level of prepared that I was. And I get in there and my daughter and I are sitting there filling out all the passport documents because I got them when I was there because I was like, listen, I'm not going to fill out the wrong one and I'm not going to fill it out in the wrong ink. You're going to tell me exactly which pen to use. You're going to tell me exactly which ink to use. And the gentleman there was so helpful. He got everything. I tell you, my daughter and I filled out six different forms for her because we kept messing up. That's how anxious I was. So I get in there with all the documents, all the kids, all the things, all the pictures, and my husband is there. And I'm like, please, Please help me. Please just let this be enough. Please staple this the correct way. And she's like, yeah, one of these forms was filled out incorrectly. But because your daughter is 16, I guess we don't need that one. And I'm like, oh my God, really? All this work and it still wasn't right. So then we get to my son. Now, this is the part where the story, I think it's going well. My son's got everything. Both of them are shipped off. Both of them are expedited. We are supposed to leave. My daughter's passport comes 
It's amazing. We love it. It's in a sparkle passport holder. It's already got stickers on it. My son's passport isn't here. Do you remember how I said I was leaving in 10 days? My son's passport isn't here. And I'm like, I need y'all to get your life together. And the reason that it's not here is because it was sent off missing a form. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the passport person missing that it's missing a form? Are you kidding me? It has, he had a finger paint from a second grade teacher picture in there. How could you be missing a form? It's missing a form. So I have to run, do the form. That was weeks ago. It's still being processed. At this point, I have no way for my son to go on this trip. No way. I don't have his birth certificate because they have it and I don't have his passport. So guess what this messy has been doing this whole week? I have been making content about the stressfulness of dealing with these agencies that will not just let us live our life. They will not let us live. They make us struggle. They want to watch us struggle. They want to see us sitting in the seats going, you think you have it together, don't you? That's what they're thinking. That is what they're thinking when they're looking at us. They're like, you think you have it together. Guess what? You don't. You don't have everything. And I'm not even going to tell you you don't have everything. I'm going to make you suffer. So now we're 10 days out. And I'm like, how am I getting this birth certificate? Because for, for this particular trip, a birth certificate would count. But I was getting the passport just in case. Because I don't trust anything. <laughs> I don't trust anything. Listen, I went through 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Went through all this craziness, dumpster fire, and lost my entire friend group. My, my therapist is like, um, so it seems like you're having trouble trusting people. Um, and I'm like, hmm, that's, that's so weird. It's, it's almost like that would be the result of all that happening, wouldn't it? She's like, yeah, um, I think that's okay. Um, you know, she's great. I love her, but... <laughs> Anyway, so now I have been trying to get through to the passport people. You can't get them on the phone. How, how do you have an agency that tells you on their website, if you need information about your um, passport, you can go ahead and call these numbers. The fine print that they don't include is, we're actually, um, we're not going to be answering them. <laughs> I know it's so crazy. We're not going to be answering the phone. We're just going to let you um, listen to the busy signal. And then if one of the 1 million people hangs up and you happen to call at that exact moment, we'll get you in the queue, but then you'll get down through like all the prompts that make no sense and don't even have your specific question on there. We're going to go ahead, hear me out. We're going to go ahead and just um, hang up. So if you love that, we love that for you too. Isn't that great? Because we only have four people that are working at this agency. Yeah. And they're all on lunch all the same time. Isn't that I cannot even tell you how frustrating it has been. I was on the phone with them yesterday. Yesterday. Their prompt says, your wait is over an hour and a half. And I'm like, fine, I'll just wait. You have worn me down. You have brought out the villain era that I have been suppressing for years. Watch me wait, bestie, watch me wait. So I'm on the phone, 30 minutes. Every 15 minutes, it's like, your wait is now over an hour and a half. Your wait is now over now. Tell me how my wait got longer, the longer that I waited. Tell me how that even happens. I don't know. I can't with these people. So um, that's what you're going to get on the podcast. The stories about the story of the things that I'm going through because this is real. And this is part of the thing that helps me create content is the real experiences of these crazy situations that I'm just like, please tell me. 
that I am not the only one who has to go through this stuff. Please tell me that I'm not the only one who has to go through the struggle of these crazy things. And I know I'm not because I see all y'all comments out there. I see all y'all comments and I see you guys asking for videos about other things you relate to. And that is what I'm here for. So welcome to the Julie Store podcast. Thank you for listening to episode one. If there's anything that you want me to talk more about, my DMs are open. Please come over and say hello to me on TikTok. I love chatting with you guys. I love to see who is enjoying the ridiculous, the ridiculousness that I'm putting out there. I love y'all so, so much. Thank you again for just being here and showing me so much love. I cannot even tell you how grateful I am for you. Okay, I love you guys so much. We'll talk again soon. Bye.